1: I think just start small. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Just taking a small step is a big deal, you know, and that may be just practicing empathy or just practicing a little more gratitude.
0: You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 281. Today, we're talking about what do dads need with Jason Creedman. kids. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. If you're new, a very special welcome to you. So glad to connect with you today. And if you are a longtime listener, I'm so glad to be back and hanging with you, my friend. This is a very special episode for the dads and the moms for everyone. But especially for the dads, I want to talk to the dads, give the dads some stuff for Father's Day. To celebrate Father's Day this year is kind of our special episode for that. (laughs) And you're definitely going to enjoy this episode. In just a moment, I'm going to be sitting down with Jason Creedman, founder of Dad University, an educational company dedicated to helping dads gain confidence in their parenting. And we are going to be talking about how you, if you are a partner to a dad, can encourage dads to be more involved and take a more active role in parenting. We're going to be talking about how dads can really get engaged. And if you're a mom married or partnered with a dad, how can you help get your husband engaged? So... Listen for some important takeaways. We're going to talk about really how to parent with efficacy, like how to be effective, how to be efficient, and how to be empathetic. And then, you know, we're going to talk about actually what is more effective. Is keeping score or showing gratitude more effective? It's really interesting to think about that. And I want you to listen for starting small and just focusing on practicing one thing. Thing at a time so there is so much to take away here I'm so glad that you are here to dive into this and of course you can see clips of this episode as well as short teaching sessions from me over our mindful mama mentor youtube channel of course make sure you subscribe so we can grow this baby little channel get it grown all right let's dive into this awesome episode join me at the table as I talk to Jason Creedman Thanks so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast, Jason.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad to have you. Um you run Dad University, right? So, mm. I'm really curious about this. What I'm what I'm curious about with Dad University is I'm curious about your your own father and your own parenting and w- you know, was there, did you perceive that there was something like, did you perceive that there was something missing there that you didn't get from your own dad? I'm just curious about that.
1: Actually, no. Um, I would consider what I had an excellent upbringing. I, um, really close family siblings. My parents were together for years. Um, my, you know, my mom had passed away, um, about 11 or so years ago. Um, and, if anything, she was sort of the driver of the parenting, you know, using a lot of these techniques and such. And so I learned a tremendous amount just by osmosis of of watching her. And then my dad, who was very supportive and involved. And what was interesting was, as I became a parent, it felt like none of that mattered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I, I guess I had an advantage that I had felt like I had a good foundation. But the truth is, is that I still didn't know what to do you know i was stressed and overwhelmed and had anxiety about my children and so it's not like the fact that i felt like i was parented well like tremendously prepared me to have my own children because Mm. it was very situational um you know time is a little different you know like when they grew up or when i grew up and when they're growing up so you know i look back at my childhood very fondly but i i don't know i i, I guess it's hard because i don't know the alternative mm-hmm. um would you but think in the they, end you know no go ahead
0: do you think they were like would you say they were like authoritarian were they permissive kind of what was their style so they had no it
1: was um it <sighs> You know, it was a combination. My, I would say my dad was a little more authoritarian, but not really. I mean, they were both authoritative. They, my mom was about mindfulness and my mom was a you know relationship coach and counselor and um, very, go. very successful person in that field. And so I grew up sort of with the um, motivational... You know, mindset. I I was, you know, listening to Tony Robbins in seventh and eighth grade. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, funny funny story was my I had a car when I was, you know, 16. And it was a couple of years after I had gotten my car, and I had Tony Robbins cassette tapes in the trunk. And my car got broken into and everything got taken. I mean, like the stereo ripped out, the just everything. And they left the Tony Robbins tapes. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. That that would have been something I thought that person needed. Um, But so even from a very early age, I I was into mindfulness. I was into motivation. I was into just seeking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know when I became a parent, if like there was anything specific that I felt like missing that I was like, okay, my dad didn't do that. So I better learn this. I think it was just generally as a whole Um, to really understand techniques and communication and some of these things, and just really honing in on my skills. So if anything, maybe my parents gave me the curiosity, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that idea to be a seeker, maybe that's what they gave me, you know, and, but also, you know, some um, humility Mm -hmm. to know that, like, I didn't know what I was doing, even though I had all this background. I it it still didn't matter, you know, even to this day with all the stuff I am doing and all the I there's still so much, you know, and I make mistakes and I acknowledge that. And um, so I think it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I love my parents, but you know, I wasn't all ready for it. You know, I wasn't yeah, ready for parenting. I,
0: I think it's like a shock to the system, no matter what. But I also have to say, Jason, that's like, so California, like we talked about you being <laughs> in California. <laughs> Which part? Your mom being in a relationship, co- you know, yeah. person and listening to Tony Robbins when you're like seventh grade. Yeah. It's like, so great. I love that. <laughs> I love you California. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's there well there definitely was like, you know, the self-improvement part was big. Um I w- I will say though it's interesting cuz but my surroundings weren't. I mean like none of my friends were listening to this or that understood mm-hmm. it. So like what it's interesting that you you know the perception obviously. Um like we were like all of us, you know, teenagers going to a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, <laughs> that
0: was not happening. <laughs>
1: no. No, I mean I, I think I was a little unique in that I um there wasn't a lot of my peers who were interested in that, you know, uh, maybe I was hanging with the wrong crowd, but um, so yeah, it's, but I'll take it. I mean, California, I'm, I'm a proud Californian. So, yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think it's great. So, so you, you know, you come, but well, then what compelled you to, you were you were struggling as yourself as a dad and that you had some some learning to do for yourself as a dad and that was probably like a big incentive for yeah. you to create the dad university what do you see as some of the what like for the dads who are a little more like unaware at this point what do you what do you see as some of the mistakes and the challenges the mistakes that dads are making and they that they may not even be aware of
1: well, it's, it's interesting that a majority of at least the people who are like, you know, cause my biggest platform is YouTube. And so mm-hmm. th- a lot of the crowd is younger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's first time dads, it's, you know, brand new young, in a, more younger people that are having the children that are finding me. Um, a lot of what they're interested in is just very tactical. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. how do you change a baby? How do you burp a baby? How do you, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not and especially when somebody's a new dad they're not thinking about parenting and you know the techniques of parenting so i kind of get them in early you know and Mm -hmm. and they they listen to the material then with the idea that you know as they progress and their children get a little older they'll then kind of be in that mindset that like oh i should seek some more information out um You know, the so the majority of challenges that I have with the or that they ask about are the transitions. You know, it's the transition from going, which I used to have this as my podcast name, but um, going from a dude to a dad. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they're a single guy; they either get married or have a relationship. They they then have a child. You know, that's quite a drastic change, and all of the things that come with that. So, that's a lot of what I focus on is like how do you get through that change how do you understand the changes that are happening to you to your partner um so i don't focus a ton on the tactical like well if your baby's doing this what do you do or if you know a lot of what i talk about is how as a person can you get through these challenges and learn and you know because that's that was my you know zero to hero journey you know i was stress and overworked and and anxiety. And I was a yeller. And, and I kind of just worked really hard to change those things and to evolve, um, to hopefully be a better father as a result of it, you know,
0: how did you, how did you slow down or stop your yelling?
1: Um, I just learned that it wasn't that effective. You know, that was probably the
0: the
1: biggest thing. Um, (laughs) my my career was as you know primarily before this my career is as an, as an optimizer you know i do um, optimizing a website or optimizing online and so as a marketer i'm always looking for more efficient and effective ways of doing things and i kind of did the same thing with parenting i was yelling and getting upset and saying like this isn't working like why do i keep doing this you know and my wife is a great communicator and so would approach me in a very positive way. She, the thing she'd always say is like, is how's that working for you? You know? And we're able to communicate like that. And and I just, I think realizing that it wasn't working, you know, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted and, and figuring out, Hey, that's not going to be that great for my kids, you know? And so, yeah, I learned, I mean, I learned to meditate more practice gratitude um, you know, breathing techniques. There's a lot. I'm still high strung. No question. I mean, you can, I'm sure gather that, but um, my energy levels high, but at the same time, when I deal with them, it's different and it's much different. And, you know, and I think as the chaos of like baby and toddlerism transitioned and I was able to communicate with them, I just learned more efficient and effective ways of doing it.
0: Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. As parents, we know that there are so many things in life that we have to compromise on. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that doctor that doesn't really listen to you. Instead, check out ZocDoc. This is a place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there's no compromises here. Because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you actually know about. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com mindful and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash mindful. ZocDoc.com slash mindful. I think what you're kind of pointing to here is the idea. And I love the idea of like approaches, approaching it that from an efficiency angle. Cause it's so true that yelling is like completely counterproductive. It is not mm. helpful at all, but I love the, the idea of looking at what are you bringing to the table? What, you know, it, rather than like, okay, like what's wrong with these kids? Like, what am I bringing to the table? And what's this energy that I'm bringing to the table? Uh, would you say that's something that I, I mean, I'm, cause I'm, I'm imagining, you know, the dads who are not quite so clued in yet, who may say, like, it's, you know, it's these kids, they're driving me crazy. I got to figure out how to, like, fix mm-hmm. them and whatnot. And what you're pointing to is like, well, what is, what am I bringing, right? And is this is, is this is one of the shifts and perspectives that you invite dads into?
1: Yeah, it's the probably the biggest shift. um, I I use the word empathy, like in that alone of like looking at it from the other person's perspective. And you know, like, what are they going through? And what are they dealing with? When I started to shift and look at things from my children's perspective, from my wife's perspective, it completely changed how I deal with everything. And also taking responsibility for myself and my actions and my feelings and my emotions. And um, I mean, everything is about ourselves. And so as I dive in deeper and do it, do this more, it just becomes so apparent of like, life is a choice, you know, and I was giving an example, actually, I was talking with my assistant about a response that I got from, from a situation where the person was so upset at the situation at hand that it, it, it wasn't even, um, you, you could, if you knew this and you take a step back, you could see that this had nothing to do with me, Mm -hmm. you know, now in my old world of my own mind, I would have come back at this person, yelled back at them, had an argument. And instead I just said, wow, I'm, I'm really sorry that that upset you. That was not my intention. You know, how can we fix this? So like, that's so much better for me, you know? And so when I realized that, that all of this was just easier for me to deal with, you know, as an optimizer and efficiency, I'm like, Oh, wow. I don't have to have that anger in me. I don't have to have the angst. Um, And it's simply a matter of just me taking responsibility for the fact that maybe I did say something that was not okay, or maybe this person's going through something. And, and it's just a different approach in general. And so I think, you know, yeah, what you were saying, it's like, um, how do I show up for my children? You know, my children acting crazy and being loud, I can decide, is that going to bother me? Or do I know that the child, the children either need something or they're in a situation, you know, I can look at it differently now. And I wasn't able to do that before. You know, I just, I just wasn't. And I didn't have that capability. And after practice and practice, it's like, it's like a superpower.
0: What you're describing takes a lot of self-awareness, right? It, It takes us getting out of that stress response out of that fight flight or freeze like you know train that's going 90 miles an hour in one direction and taking a step back into perspective you know uh, that and i love this idea of taking responsibility and you said that life is a choice and i think that that is true in some circumstances, but is not true for a lot of people. I think that for a lot of people, life is autopilot. Life is not Mm -hmm. a choice. Life is, life is, there's no choices that are, there are no conscious choices that are being made. It's just autopilot, 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 and I'm acting on habit. I'm acting on what I've been conditioned to act on. So Mm -hmm. How it, no, I know for you, you know, you mentioned meditation. So I know that's in there in the soup for you, like for, for getting into this place of self-awareness, how do you invite dads to, to be able to step back into that place of self-awareness? Cause that seems t- to me to be the key to say, to taking responsibility, to seeing from the other person's point of view.
1: Yeah. It, you know, people make decisions based on fear and greed. Um, and I find that, you know, with men parenting isn't often painful enough and it's it, you know i i say that but it it is it's it until they get to a certain point and so where i'm going with this is that it's often difficult to convince somebody to be self-aware you know uh, that
0: yeah 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 mm-hmm. it,
1: it it's not you know they have to want it they have to feel like that there's something better on the other side so my job is to either say hey listen it's going to be easier for you. And that's the greed part Mm -hmm. or, Hey, you're going to probably screw up your kids. There's a fear part, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, so there's different elements of how they're making decisions. And and obviously everybody makes decisions in a different way, but oftentimes I find that men are sort of numb to all of this because it's not painful enough. Um, or they're not seeing the reward enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Like I, there's a baby there, but it's like, it's not that rewarding for me. So like, why, what, I mean, I'm just saying what might go through their head. Like, I won't, I don't need to pay that much attention to it. Then there are other men who are like, Oh wow. I mean, I spend every minute I can with this child and I do as much as I can. So it is hard to convince men <laughs> that this is important. It just, yeah. is, you know, yeah. um, I know, <laughs> I make, I make a video on empathy. It doesn't do very well. You know, mm. I make a video about gratitude. It doesn't do very well. I don't care. I think it's important information. So it's mm. not, I'm not counting the views, but if I go back and I look at the analytics, they're just, they're, they don't care about those subjects. Whereas I say, you know, hey, how to uh, be more intimate with your wife? Oh, they better, you better believe they'll click on that. Or if I say, you know, hey, how to get your toddler to not do a tantrum? They'll click on that because it's more painful. Mm. And so- It's these triggers, you know, these triggers are what cause people to take action. So I'm learning a ton too of just, you know, what triggers people and what really motivates them, you know, to want to learn. And I I have found that it is, it's very difficult to try to convince someone. So I don't, I don't know that I do a lot of convincing. I kind of Mm -hmm. put the information out there and say, Hey, listen, I think this is valuable. I think it would be valuable for you. If you were interested, check it out. If you're not, then, you know, I'm not gonna beg.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I mean, this is so interesting because like I'm thinking about like, there's so many women in mindful parenting membership and one of the biggest frustrations is like I want to get my partner on board. Like I don't want to be using threats. I don't want to be spanking. I don't want to be doing all those things. I want to be using this skillful communication. I want to be, you know, have a better, better relationship with my kids. And then my partner is going and saying, "If you don't do this right now, right. you gotta go to your room, and I'm gonna, you know, whatever." And so they're worried that that's like undermining this work that they're doing. And mm-hmm you know, on one hand, I, I totally understand that because we're so much better when we work as a team. But on the other hand, I feel like, well, what are you going to do? You can do what he does, which you know, is not as skillful even, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times what happens is the the partner or the husband has to say, oh, wow, look, those kids are responding to you a lot better than they're responding to me. And then they start to start to change things. So, um, but I, I think it's really interesting, this idea that parenting isn't painful enough for men, that they have to want it. Like there's like, there's like how, you know, there's, what is that motivating factor? Um, it isn't painful enough. So what are some of the pain points that you you it, you tell men to to watch out for in their future that, that if they follow an unskillful path?
1: Yeah, well, the dis, the discipline part of, you know, the I think men do have a fear of their child being like a, a not a good member of society you know i mean yeah. that that's a real fear that yeah. men say and so like that's a common thing where they well i just don't want my child to be a delinquent i don't want them to go to jail i don't want them to get in trouble so you know i don't like to market by fear it's not mm-hmm. like i don't like that idea yeah um so for me I, you know i definitely though do, go down there are some paths to go down about women encouraging their men or how they can encourage them to be more involved and to um take more of an active role and so i mean we can talk about some of those things because i think that's go there yeah i think that's helpful yeah that
0: sounds important
1: (laughs) um i I would say so there's a couple one of them is positive reinforcement so Mm -hmm. you know as you know with children you know, positive reinforcement and showing that gratitude is powerful. So when, you know, the husband does something, even if it is small and doesn't quote deserve to be recognized in some people's eyes, (laughs) recognizing it because you want that behavior to happen again Mm. is worth it. So, oh, you know what, honey, thank you so much for picking the kids up at school today. That was just really, really helpful. You know, instead of, well, he should be picking up the kids. I do it four times a week. He only does it one time a week. Like mm-hmm. having that sort of gratitude mindset of like reinforcing it and saying, you know what, or thank you so much for doing this. Or and, and like I said, so much of the time we just say, well, they should do that. I spend more time to like. There's this like balance and like a uh, um, you know keeping score. Yeah, and you got to cut that out. Like a man is not going to respond from whining, complaining. Either do women. I mean, you know, a woman doesn't want to hear the man complaining. It's just it's not an attractive thing. None of us want to hear it. So complaints are probably the worst thing that you could do. You know, complaining to your man about how he's not doing something is not going to get him to want to do something for you. <laughs> you know, um it's the last thing. He's going to be like forget it, I don't want to do this. So I think that showing that gratitude and the positive reinforcement um the other i find and and i've been on some podcasts with women and they some agree um some don't is there's more than one way to do something Mm -hmm. and you know whether it is getting the child dressed whether it is doing the dishwasher whether it doesn't matter what it is there is your way And then there's another person's way. And it's not always perfect. It's not always the same. If the man or your partner or whatever is contributing in his way, reinforce that. So the Mm -hmm. idea is like understand that there is more than one way to do it. In other words, I have found situations where a guy will come to me and be like, listen, my my, my wife criticized me because I'm not even doing this right. Or it's not the way, you know, like it makes me not want to do it, you know, and the fact that I'll just give it, you know, this is a minimal example, but like doing the dishwasher, you know, and it's like, you can't even, you don't put the things right. Like, this is the way that it needs to be, you know, you put the dishes here, like he's doing it. He's doing the dishwasher. And we do the same thing with our kids. You know, I, I don't want to criticize my child doing the dishwasher. They're doing the dishwasher. Like I, I just don't want to criticize them for that. So I think men often feel like the skill or the contribution they're making as it relates to the children in the home isn't good enough. Mm. Or isn't um yeah, isn't up to her standards in a way. Um and, and you know, sometimes that's vice versa. But I, I think that, that that's another one. So, you know, the positive reinforcement, the gratitude. Um, those, I mean, those are really big.
0: I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.
0: I I like that you say that, like there's more than one way to do something, because I think that's true. And also that, you know, if you have a certain style of interacting with your kids, you know, it's okay For your partner to have a a different style of interacting with your kids. And kids are resilient and they're flexible and they learn people. Like people are good at learning people. And so they are going to learn like this works with dad, this works with mom. And I think that's so important. I kind of look at like that idea of like the united front in some ways as like one of the biggest, like most annoying things that you United States pediatricians have foisted upon us generation of parents, because the truth is we're not always like it's first of all, a, it's like a war metaphor, which is like dumb. I I don't think war metaphor should be applied to to parenting. I'm sorry. Like, it's not that they're not battles. They're not, you know, we don't have to have a united front that, but also like, we're not always, you, we don't feel the same way as each other all the time. Like, and if we then pretend to be falsely united, then we're like kind we're lying, right? And our kids can kind of see through that if we're not so, really. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I'd like to argue it. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> um so agreed that you know lying or feel like you know, you don't want to uh give up your point of view and give up like your opinion, you know, and you should obviously be heard. What I do find though is it, at least from perspective when i talk with a lot of guys is and i just in fact i just put out a video about this about like that she wants to feel supported Mm -hmm. so not supporting her is not a good idea so that's and and so that's where the united front sometimes is valuable Mm -hmm. and when you have issue with what's being done or what's being said you don't have to argue that point in front of the children Mm -hmm. in other words you know, yeah. she's saying, Hey, I don't want this going on. I don't want this happening. And you totally, cause this happens with my wife and I, we have very, like a lot of things we agree on, but there are differences with how we approach. She's much more fun and like, you know, relaxed about things and like, <laughs> but the kids I've learned to appreciate that, you know, I'm the rule guy, I'm the regimented, I'm the, you know, bedtime and all, and, and she's not as much. And so, but what happens is, is like, I'm not going to ye- argue with her about something in front of them that she's trying to put forth so in Mm -hmm. other words i might you know afterwards say hey you know what honey i i just wanted to talk about that situation i wasn't i i disagree with it you know Mm -hmm. and so i still get my voice out i still get opinionated but that what happens is i have found that the children will then they know mom will do this dad'll do that and they'll actually work them against each other and manipulate. So I think there's kind of room.
0: Yeah, I think I, I see what you're saying. Like the, there's a middle path here, right? Like we don't want to be, we don't want to say, you know, oh, I completely agree with this path or whatever when we actually don't because that's that's right. lying and that that leads our kids not to trust us. But, but yeah, like there's a middle path between that and not supporting each other. Like, exactly. Like there are conversations yeah. that we can have privately and things like that so um yeah it's just funny
1: I, I actually use the term united front when I was <laughs> what I was saying. so that but I I totally understand what you're saying because it's it's um you want the children to appreciate that the parents might be different you know like mm-hmm. and that's okay and we celebrate that and like my kids know they'll be like oh well mom would never want to do that you know or or you know but then he'll say oh but or mom will be totally into this but dad yeah. you won't get you know and so there is an appreciation but when it comes to things like discipline and rules and those kinds of elements we ha- we try to really support so even if you know my wife will say something in that moment I will support her and say hey well that's what your mom's deciding to do yeah you know Same. and that's how I'll leave it and mm-hmm. then I'll he'll have a discussion you know, whatever you want to call it afterwards, like, how could you make that decision? You know, (laughs) Um, but it goes back to that same thing about the appreciation for the way things are being done. And the fact that we don't make decisions the same way we don't, you know, you have to, I think, agree in general on how you parent, but Mm -hmm. there are going to be differences, you know, there are going to be differences and it's just how, you know, how do you handle those situations?
0: So if, so if woman's encouraging, uh, dad to like be more involved, we're going to be like encouraging that, that positive reinforcement. We know all about that. And then there's like what I kind of think what you're pointing to with this idea of there's more than one way to do something is like, let's accept our partner for who that person is rather than trying to necessarily shape and mold things and what I would say to people is that as you start to like learn new skills and new language your partner is going to be like well what are you doing right they're going to start to get curious and start to get interested and I've seen that happen again and again and again Mm -hmm. and again and again right so I think I think that 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 really happens. What are some of the skills that what are some of the skills that dads need? Say you have a new dad, a dad who's like starting to have like a toddler, starting to move out of that how do I diaper phase and into that I'm actually like parenting my child phase. What are some <laughs> of the skills that that dads are needing that they may not even realize?
1: So a couple of things are probably you know, really stand out for me. The one is to not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we men have a big ego often i I'll, I'll just admit it, you know, maybe maybe other men don't um so we often take things personally and whether it's from our spouse or if it's from the child, you know, but like a three-year-old is not trying to ruin your life like they're just not they're they're yeah they're trying to just understand what the heck is going on right now um you know it may feel like they're trying to ruin your life, but, they're not, you know? And so even whether, whether it's talking back, whether it's just defiance, it's whether it's like not listening, it doesn't matter. They just don't know what to do and they're learning. And so the biggest, or one of the biggest things is just not taking that personal and really taking the step back and be like, okay, this is a toddler. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea what they're doing. Let me use that reference, you know.
0: Brain's like completely yeah. undeveloped here.
1: Like- <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're using a thirty to fifty year old brain, whatever you know, your age. It's like we're using our brains that's fully developed into this little thing that has no idea. So that's a big one. It's just not taking it personally. Um, the other is what I said before about the, probably the biggest change for me in parenting and in my relationship is empathy, and I think men in general aren't very empathetic, we don't, we don't often put ourselves in the place of our spouse or our children. And so I teach this a lot. And it's basically like, you know, if your three year old is crying, you put yourself in the place of the three year old, instead of looking at it from your grown man perspective, you're looking at it going, well, wow, you know what, if I was three years old, and I was tired, I'd probably want a cookie too, and would probably complain also. And when you're empathetic, your response totally changes. You know, you're like, oh, okay, you know what, let me, let me, let me try this. Or, you know, you're typically softer, you're typically more understanding, you know, and that's what the child often needs is like, for you to just understand this is scary, or this is crazy, or I don't like this, or this is not my routine or you know whatever it is. And so empathy has been huh, a game changer for me. I mean, like I, I was in a self-development class years ago and we started talking about empathy and I'm like, I can't believe that I like missed out on this whole thing. Like <laughs> this would have saved me years of discussions with my wife, you know? Um, of arguments and such and then with the little toddler same thing like wow they're struggling right now like they're they're trying to communicate or they're upset or like this has nothing one has nothing to do with me it's not my you know they're not trying to piss me off and then two this thing doesn't really know so those are yeah, you know, yeah. those are really big ones
0: and that's simply more effective you know yeah. to say you know to point to where you're talking about before, because it's just so much more effective to address a kid who's struggling and, and whatever with some softness, some kindness, some compassion. It's just going to get you out the door faster, or get you into bed faster, or all of those things. It's much yeah. more
1: effective too. Yeah. It,
0: the 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 losing it doesn't work so well.
1: No. And then the other, which is kind of related to all of them is patience. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, practice your patience. And I, by nature was not a patient guy, just not like I, I, I move fast, talk fast, do things fa- like everything is fast. So patience was not my best quality. And as much as I meditate, and as much as I try to slow things down, you know, I had to learn patience. And my wife is tremendously more patient than I am. And so just looking at her, how she does some things the cues that she takes and me slowing down i i've just had to learn to be more patient with my children and as a result that's helped me you know i'm not in such a hurry to do xyz or you know why don't why didn't i just told them three minutes ago to do this why hasn't it been done you know i mean like Literally those kinds of things would come out of my mouth. And oh, I'm
0: so with you, Jason, because yeah. I'm that person in my relationship <laughs> with my husband. I'm that person. I have to check myself like, all right, my kids are not robots. Like I have to allow them some time. But it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like.
1: No, and, and a story I tell is I was, I had learned this like idea and like practicing this patience. And I was with my uh, son at the time and he was probably two or something in the bath. And I said, okay, get out. And he didn't get out. And I had learned about the patient stuff. And he said, just wait a little bit longer. I said, and normally I would have said, get out now. Like we need you know, after a couple of times. So I just sat there and literally 10 seconds later, he got up and was ready to get out. And I said, he, so he heard me. Like he totally heard me. He knew he needs to get out of the bath and granted sometimes that doesn't work, but We've done the same routine every time. And he knew it was just that I wasn't patient enough. And so I lose my patience too quickly. And so I just now wait longer to lose my patience.
0: I you bet know? that was the longest 10 seconds.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, you know, I was, I remember, I was like, okay, we're like, get out. We're getting out of the bath. And then just like tapping the fingers, you know, and then just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, Yeah. And even with my wife who, you know, I, in the past, if we're getting ready for something, I'd be like, okay, let's go. You know, I'm in the car ready to go. What I would, you know, come back and be like, Hey, it's time to go. Like, we're going to be late. You know, she knows now and and I've learned, I did this once we were going to a wedding and I didn't say anything. I just sat, I think I like picked picked up, a book or something. She came into the car and just gave me the best kiss ever and just said, "Thank you for not saying anything." And oh. it was like so she knows positive reinforcement, you know. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like you better believe the next time we had to go somewhere I was waiting and I was waiting patient. Um <laughs> I was waiting for the kiss again and um it was like, "Oh, the same result. Like she knows she needs to hurry. It's just, what did that help me getting all crazy about? It? And so, those kinds of things have happened over time and practice. And, you know, I, you know, I'm not a, you know, spiritual uh, meditation calm guru, but I'm definitely a lot more patient with those kinds of things than I've ever been. So, it's helped me, you know.
0: You have been practicing your patience, you've been, um, you know, working on your empathy and connect, you know, and all those things will help you connect with your children more deeply. What would you say has been some of the payoff from doing some of this work?
1: Um, Well, the payoff for sure has been also that my children now have these skills. And so I'd say probably that's the best payoff is, you know, my I'd love to feel like my children are, you know, pretty emotionally intelligent and like they understand the concepts of empathy and gratitude because I teach them. And so I, you know, I try to practice what I preach and and so we talk about those things, you know, and we talk about how important these things are. And so you know, and I see like my son even having some of the same sort of tendencies that I do of, you know, sort of the, a little bit high strong, a little bit, you know, um, type A, but then understanding that, hey, there's some things I got to do. I got to be able to slow down. I have to do that. So, you know, to answer your question, I think it's just seeing these kinds of skills in my children that is going to benefit them. You know, I just learned way too late. you know they're they're learning this stuff early so i mean i could have maybe avoided a little bit of gray hair um but they're hopefully you know they're they're learning it a lot earlier than i did so how old are they now uh son is 12 and daughter's 10.
0: Hmm. i have an 11 year old and 14 year old yeah so i imagine some of your hope is that you're kind of avoid some uh like i i hate you uh, <laughs> strife. I want to run away from home. Teen rebellion stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. I, you know, I've got my my uh my my sort of skills. I'm honing in those skills of you know the teen years, and I've been learning and practicing and studying and um you know and accepting of the fact that I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. But we you know we have really good communication, and so and also you know understanding that like they're they're okay they're allowed to mess up too you know mm-hmm. and and you know my my kids will I mean, even especially my son will say like you know hey you think it's pretty crazy now waiting a couple of years till I'm a full-fledged teen you know like so he's he's even aware a little bit you know the chaos that ensues you know with that and the hormones and so we talk pretty openly we've just had that and you know my wife's really good about that too And so. um you know, she's a nurse. So those kinds of things just, she's, you know, any sort of the physical and the emotional, like I, I do a lot of the emotional stuff. She does a lot of the physical stuff. And so it works really well, you know, it's a good combo.
0: Um, is there anything Jason that we didn't cover that you think would be important for maybe, you know, I'm picturing like the dads of the mindful parenting members listening to this episode and, and things that they, that they may, you may want them to hear.
1: I, I think just start small, you know, d- it doesn't have to be overwhelming I, you know just taking a small step is a big deal, you know, and that may be just practicing, you know, just empathy or just practicing a little more gratitude. I, I, You know, sometimes when we do, you know, whether it's self-improvement, mindfulness, doesn't matter, any of these things where we're looking to educate ourselves, it often feels overwhelming. Like you can do too much of it. And what happens is, is I think people get paralyzed in the consistent need to have to improve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like I'm going to too many self-help classes, you know, like I overdo it. And I think it's just take one small step, you know, do one thing focus on one thing and evaluate that and 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 for me those kinds of things have helped where like I know I can't do everything all the time and so I kind of go in waves of the things that I focus on like mm-hmm. right now I'm in a I'm responsible for my own emotions phase mm-hmm. and so that's top of mind for me of just I'm responsible for my own emotions I like so I take these sort of little these nuggets. And I, I just focus on one thing at a time. Cause that's, you know, my brain, I already, it's already full with too many other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's our capacity. Yeah.
1: yeah. So For simple, mm-hmm. simple. I think it's more likely that it's going to happen with sim- simplicity. And so if it is the mom who's trying to convince the dad, then like, just try to do one thing, like have him involved in one thing or, you know, try to uh, just focus on a simple task or a simple element. And I think that's probably an easier way to approach it.
0: Well, Jason, I really appreciate you uh, coming and sharing your perspective here on the Mindful Mama oh, podcast. Sure. Where can people find out more about you and what you're doing?
1: Yeah, the website, daduniversity.com, is probably the best place that has all the links to everything. And, and my biggest, you know, I, I put out videos every week on YouTube. And so that's the place where most people see me or know of me. So, but yeah. they can find me everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, find find Jason there, and and yeah, and there will be clips from this episode for you audio listeners on YouTube at the Mindful Mama uh, Mentor YouTube channel. So so they're there, Jason. Thank you.
1: No, thank you so
0: very much. I appreciate your perspective, your energy, your your dedication <laughs> for helping to make things better for the next generation. I'm so glad that you're out there doing that work and in the voice that that people can, you know, resonate with and hear. So, um, So thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to spread that. I appreciate that.
0: I love what Jason says about starting small, about showing gratitude and how that's just simply effective. It's like, yes, yes. We just have such habits of being unskillful I mean man I, I still have some unskillful habits for sure as I was you know working last week I was thinking about mindful parenting and and what we do and it really is like learning a new language like this whole thing is like learning a new language it's hard to learn new, new language from a book it's hard to n- learn a new language on your own you know it's really is something that you need to practice again and again and in context and ask questions and all those things like if we get transferred by our business to to another country where they don't speak English, we're gonna like learn a new language, right? Like that's what we need to do. And, you know, with parenting, if we grew up with all the authoritarian, unskillful, ineffective language, like this is totally a new language that we need to learn. I mean, for me, it's completely a new language. And so I'm always learning. And then that's it, I guess. So great to connect with you again here, my friend. You know, here in Delaware, we're going into summer and it's into pool time time and open time kids wanting to be driven to the library time the library is open yay again finally we can browse again okay so Delaware did a lot of things right during the pandemic I mean really like we had easy super easy free testing and you know really easy to get free vaccines like everything was great been very impressed but the libraries oh my god why did the libraries not open for browsing until like June 2021 like that's kind of nuts and I worry for the kids have not been able to go to the libraries for so long and that was been really hard for my kids I mean drives them to screen time because they don't even have any books they can't get any new books it's so frustrating all right so that's my mini kvetch here sorry Hey, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know, take a screenshot of it. Tag me on Instagram, at mindfulmamamentor. Let me know what your takeaways are. Don't be so silent on the other end. I want some feedback too. It makes such a big, big difference. So please, please, please. I love your feedback. I love your reviews. They make this whole labor love worthwhile. So please, please let me know. and I wish you a beautiful week. And if you're going into summer here in the Northern hemisphere, I hope you have some sunny, nice, beautiful days. And if you're in the Southern hemisphere, I wish you some refreshingly cool and lovely days. All right, have a lovely week, my friend. Thank you so much. Namaste. I'd
2: say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better